Good morning. Welcome to worship. Thank you for joining me today. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, from you come all holy desires, 
all good counsels and all just works. Give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. King Herod heard of the disciples' preaching, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee. When his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask of me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. King Herod, his relationship with his wife and his relationship with John would make a very tantalizing novel. But let's begin with Herod's father, Herod the Great, who was also Herodias' grandfather. Herod the Great was a ruler when Jesus was born. He was a clever ruler, but also a very cruel leader. He was always in fear of someone conspiring against him and having his reign as king overthrown. He was in such fear that he executed two of his ten wives, 
three of his sons, and one mother-in-law. It was said that people thought it would be better to be one of his pigs than one of his sons. After all, Jews don't kill pigs. In our reading from Mark, we are introduced to King Herod, or Herod Antipas, as he was called, so as not to confuse him with his stepbrother, Herod to Philip. Herodias had been married to Herod Philip. The marriage was arranged by her grandfather, Herod the Great. Herodias was a woman who knew what she wanted, and she wanted to be rich and admired by many for what she possessed. Unfortunately, Herod Philip, her husband and uncle, was landless and crownless. He had nothing that Herodias wanted in life. Then along came Herod Antipas to spend a few days with his stepbrother Herod Philip and Herodias. It didn't take long for Herodias to use her charms on Herod Antipas, and Herod Antipas asked Herodias to marry him. Well, never mind that Herod Antipas was already married, as was Herodias. Herod Antipas divorced his wife, and Herodias left Herod Philip. Herod Antipas and Herodias married. Two schemers, who obviously both take after their father and grandfather, Herod the Great. Then along came John. He came to spread the good news of Jesus and what Jesus could do for those who repent. John knew what Herod Antipas had done and what a schemer Herodias was. He tried to talk to Herod and make him realize what he had done in taking his brother's wife was wrong. For some reason, Herod began to listen, which upset Herodias. She did not want anyone to tell her she had sinned. She did not want her name smeared and her reputation tarnished. She began to hate John and worked hard to convince her husband he should be arrested for blasphemy. Herod was afraid to arrest John because he believed that John was a holy man. But he gave in to Herodias' demands and John was thrown into jail. Herod convinced himself that what he was doing would protect John from anyone wanting to harm him because of his preaching about Jesus. Herod had pleased his wife and saved John. At least that is what he thought. Then came his birthday party. Herodias found a way to get rid of John and she was pleased to have his head presented to her on a platter. She was victorious, but her victory was the undoing of her husband. He was riddled with guilt over what had happened, so much so that he had nightmares about John coming to him and condemning his actions. The more he heard about Jesus and Jesus' ministry, he was convinced it was John John had been raised from the dead and would surely find a way to avenge what had happened to him. What 
was supposed to be a birthday celebration turned into a tragedy, not only for John and Jesus, but for Herod. A group of people had gathered around a table that evening ready for a celebration. Little did they know that night that this celebration would end in such an awful way. How often have you been one of those seated at a table, ready for a good time, only to have the celebration take on a note of tragedy? None of those gathered that night knew that someone would be killed and cruelty would triumph over goodness. Maybe you have gathered around a table and learned that one of those gathered with you is facing a deadly illness. Maybe you have gathered around a table only to be aware of the empty chair because someone you love has died. Maybe you have gathered around a table and an argument has broken out between estranged members of the family. Now it could be that none of this has personally happened to you, but we know it happens in many places. We have read about the birthday party where someone pulled a gun, opened fire, and killed several people. We have heard about family members meeting with a doctor to learn that their loved one has no chance of survival and it is time to end life support. We know there are people who are told to leave their homes by parents or spouses because of their lifestyle choices, addictions, or mistakes they have made. Herod the Great chose to kill anyone who thought he thought threatened his reign as king. His son, Herod Antipas, chose to send away his wife so he could marry his niece. Herodias chose her ambition to be rich and admired over her first husband and chose to kill someone rather than risk her reputation, even if it meant destroying her second husband. When have we made choices that were not the best because we wanted to make sure we did not look bad? When have we gathered around a table ready to celebrate and then let our differences ruin the celebration? All of the tables we have gathered around, all of the celebrations we have been a part of, there is one that will never disappoint us or be ruined because of who is joining us. That is the table set up for us at the celebration of Holy Communion. God does not turn us away. God does not judge us for who we are or what we have done. God's arms are always open to receive us. God gave us Jesus Christ to welcome us into God's family. By water and the word, we were baptized and given the Holy Spirit. We come to the table to receive the body and blood of our Savior and are cleansed. We go out ready to face whatever is happening in the world. The worldly table will always be hard to gather around. It will never feel comfortable. There is much healing that needs to take place, but we have the promise that there is one table that is always waiting for us 
with love and mercy as its foundation. Come to the table, receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and know that there is a safe place to be. Amen. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
Amen. Let us come before the triune God in prayer. Holy Parent, you welcome your people into our family and gather all to yourself. Bestow your grace and lavish your wisdom upon us and help us to witness to your glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Awesome Creator, you tend to the smallest of seeds and the mightiest of trees. Nourish the crops and bless the farmers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of the oppressed, protect those who speak difficult truths when it is risky to do so. And be with all those in military service and their families, especially Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of strength, you are near to those who endure difficulty. Comfort all who are survivors of violence. Guard refugees and immigrants. And be with all who suffer, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Zach, Meyer, Chad, Rhea. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of love, we pray for this holy house and for all who worship here. We pray especially for those whose volunteer efforts often go unnoticed. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, God, for the saints, martyrs, and prophets who have died in the faith. United with them as God's children assures us that we are yours forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God.